Welcome back to the Rhonda Swan Show. This week, I have had some of the most magnificent interviews from our authors, from the Women Gone Wild Intuition Edition. In fact, I've had women talking about quantum physics, how to change your life just by tapping into your intuition. And tonight's interview is going to be nothing but amazing because I have Penny Peer. She's an international clairvoyant empath, spiritual leader, author, popular lecturer, and trainer. Penny has worked with Kaiser Institute and the Center for Applied Intuition. She is a member of the Authors Guild. She also advises and coaches businesses and government leaders, psychologists, scientists, celebrities, and those on a spiritual path about the hidden dynamics of what makes for true success. Penny is one of our early pioneers specializing in intuition development movement, transformation, inner energy dynamics, expanded perception and dream work. Oh my goodness, I can't even wait to talk to her. Her work assists people and her organization in uncovering purpose and action plan, understanding and easing transitions, alleviating burnout, and finding accurate answers to pressing questions. Penny, I cannot wait to have you out here. How are you? I am really good, really, really good. And it's good to see you and your cat. I know. Indy is my magic cat and she is so deep in sleep. She's been sitting here all day in our interviews, you know, and I, it, being in Bali, like this energy, right? These animals and all this beautiful natural energy we have, it just brings us into our space, which I think is kind of perfect for today because she's never here. Interesting. And, yeah, that is great. Yeah. Well, they love energy. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So how are you, my dear? Good to see you. I'm really good. I, 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 we, I'm in Florida. So yesterday we had a 30 degree temperature drop. So it went from like 85 to 52. And it, boy, I got, I woke up, you know, it's like some, whoo, I can move around and it's not so humid. It's great. Oh, uh, that, you know, that's funny. Cause my family lives in Florida. My, my husband's family lives there and you go to Florida. It's either nice and chilly or you are dying of heat. And it's, it's like such drastic, you know, change. So it's yeah. nice to see the change in weather. I know Florida went through a lot of different things happening this year. So we're sending lots of love to that state for sure, <laughs> you know? Um, right. Yeah, but let's, Penny, no. let's just have a chat because I love what you are. I love what you do and so honored and grateful that you have offered your brilliance into this Woman Gone Wild intuition book that we're launching next year. And um, I just wanna like tap into you. So. If we could talk a bit about the difference between being intuitive and being a psychic, that could kind of help us start off. That it's a good basic question. You know, I think that everyone is intuitive, mm. right? And and we use it from babyhood, you know, to sense things. Uh, and it's it's sort of, it's a human skill, and um, it can be so refined so that you can start to know more and more subtle kinds of information. And, you know, that has to do with timing and decisions and choices and the nuances of how something works and all that. But it's life skills, mm. really. Uh, to me, it's very practical. It's not woo-woo, you know. But now psychic is a kind of a subset, I think, of intuition. Mm. And often I find that psychics are very oriented toward finding answers for people about the future or the past where I feel intuition is very much based in the present moment. Mm, 
Yeah. You know, and so it's a, and it can, I think psychism sometimes is a little bit superstitious. It can be a little misleading. It can program people in a way that I don't like. Yeah. Um, And yet it's, it's part of intuition. You know, once you open up, then you, you can know all kinds of things, you know, but what's wisdom? Mm. You know, that's the difference, you know, whether it's, it's just, uh, titillating <laughs> and, or uh, or are you using it for greed or ego or is it true wisdom mm. you know so that's the to me the difference yeah i love that because you're right it's there's so many you know smoke and mirrors right i mean we have to be real about this there are smoke and mirrors and when i hear the word psychic and then i hear the word intuition it does have a different connotation a different meaning to itself. And yeah. I think about what we're doing here with this book, especially when we're talking about intuition, it's about self, you know, it's about anchoring in to ourself and right. really feeling within like, where's that guided direction as to, you know, the answers that we're looking for. So I, um, right. you know, I don't certainly look down upon the word psychic because I think they have very similar pathways. I think it's just, we've given exactly. it, an unfortunate negative connotation to the term, you know? So let's talk about intuition. Um, You know, I I know that you're kind of called the queen of intuition. (laughs) Like, like, let's just be real. You've written so many books. I mean, you've authored over 10 books. Um, I mean, so many people struggle to even just write one. Uh, However, what can you share with our authors um, or with other authors about your creation process and how intuition plays into that. Um, yeah. The, 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 the outcome of these books that you've authored. Yeah. I think um, any creative process is almost equivalent to the intuitive process. Mm. You know, you are letting yourself become centered and, and quiet because if you have a little voice in your head all the time, that's your left brain. Mm. You know, and that's the logical, you know, needing proof, needing, you know, things to be usually sourced from the past. And when you get quiet, you stop that little voice and you go into the right brain, which is the doorway into kind of the unified field or the collective consciousness Mm. or the imaginal realm. And when you can be quiet and open up into that space at that point, thing you can access amazing stuff all kinds of you know creative ideas uh, or insights about what something really means so um, that's my process is that I really have learned over the years to shift into that state where I can access Mm. and then I've really worked a lot on translating those felt states and they're very large complex states but they're all at once so i let them kind of impress my body you know like make a dent in it kind of or an impression and then i let that go into my left brain so i can put words on it but i try to make it as accurate as i can in terms of what the energy is really doing Mm. if that makes sense you know, it when really I'm trying to explain does, a higher yeah. concept of how something works. No, it really yeah. does. Because I, I, as you're saying, I'm like, wow. So when I need to do my creative process, right, I have to 
I really, I usually go away. I go away from all of the noise, all the things that are around me because I'm in my office, my studio, I got all these things going on. And I just, I'll just sit. And what you said kind of gave me some permission to what I do because I do the same. I just allow and all of a sudden it's like comes into this idea and then it has to go in to the left brain in order for me or the right brain in order for me to start processing and logically putting it into structure. And I don't know that many think that way. I mean, you've, or, or they're not conscious of, maybe they're not of what conscious. they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and even once you start bringing a, a big idea into form and, and grounding it, you have the, oh, I'll do it this way. And this will be the first task. But then in between the first task and the second task, you kind of go back out there again yeah. and, and let yourself check to see what does want to happen next and then come back. You know, it's a constant sort of rocking. I call that the round trip. You know, you're, you go out and you come back, you know, and you're, you're sourcing and then you're translating and then you're letting your body have fun doing things here in the physical world, you know, and then it all should be fun. Yeah. I think that the, that creative process for so many people is what may keep them from actually doing more or creating more because most may not understand how to actually process like getting a book done, for instance, like, I'll be honest, my first book took me eight years, eight years, because I I had no process, no one told me about how to do it. So I was like writing every word, remembering every story, and I just couldn't get it done. And it stopped me. And now, of course, now we've produced like four or five books, boom, 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 because I understood the process. Can you share like, more about how like, for instance, if someone has never authored a book, right, how do they, where would they even start? I think the first thing is really to get a good sense of the concept and the message that you're wanting to put across. Mm. And then do work on a kind of outline, you know, that what's a progression of the way you want to talk about it and the things you, you want people to understand, and I used to just do a big piece of paper with a ball diagram, you know, like satellite, here's, yeah. you know, and, and I draw it out more in a right brained artistic way. Mm-hmm. Then I'd make an actual outline. And um, and then once then, you know, I think you have to chunk it. Right. A lot of pro- creative projects, you Ooh. have to do that. You can't do it all at once. And if you look at it all at once, it's too overwhelming. So write titles. First, you know, write, uh, you know, subtitles, get your, your chapter kind of a sense of what you want to say, do some research if you need it, and play with it. Mm. You know, I, I go back over every chapter, like seven, eight, 10 times before I finish. And then then I go back over the whole thing once it's written, and make sure that it all fits cohesively together and do the kind of editing on it. Yeah, you know, you know but I- it starts with an in- internal non physical outline. In your in your sense of how do you want this thing to feel to people, mm. you know, and 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 I always ask for help too from the non physical realm. I I call it the writers in the sky. You know, I said, come on, everybody, let's have some fun today, and let's write, and you know, help me think of ideas and and all all kinds of um, surprising connections come through that way. Yeah, that's I I really love that because. It's like, okay, let's let's get it structured because I think that's what we, especially as women, right? We're either 
very in our masculine or very in our feminine. And we're really not sure is it structure, is it flow, right? And so many get lost in it. But to allow yourself to say, okay, here's the structure. And now let allow the flow. That's the permission that right. I really love about that intuitive and that creative process, you know, cause right. I'm very, I'm, I'm very in my feminine, but I know how to work in my masculine yet. I know, okay, let's give that a break right now. And let's really, let's structure it and now allow myself to really create. And right. that then gives me permission to allow that flow to happen. Right. And, right. and, um, and I think it's important to remember that the structure comes from the intuitive before the structure can occur, you have to have the feeling of the whole thing of like how it wants to, you have to almost like merge into the yeah. inner blueprint of that form to see how does it want to um, come alive? How, what does it want to say? And then you can make the structure that almost like drops out of Ooh, that inner blueprint, yeah. you know? Because yeah. it's always a rocking back and forth, non-physical, physical, non-physical, physical, non -physical, mm. physical <laughs> you know, back and forth with yeah, everything we like, do. It's the dance. It's the dance. I had a guy last night I met and he's like, look, you know, when we look at you, we see all these things are great happening, all this good stuff. How does it happen? I was like, well, I just believe it and I manifest it, but I plan it. I ask for it. And he's like, so you're saying this is like a constant, a daily thing, your manifestation, your intuition. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, like it's something. Of that, course, right. <laughs> it, it but, is a daily thing. It's life, you know. But it's for him, he was works. he was like blown away, Penny, and like, okay, so do you ever just sit and just really tap in and drop in to what you want to feel and what you want to hear? And he's like, uh, no, I just start planning. I'm like, all right, and you know, when you're in the space that you get, you don't realize how often most don't get that. I, I've worked with many corporate people who don't get go. that at all, you know, right? and uh, and because they gloss over that part of the process and yeah. don't understand how to notice it. Um, and that's a big thing with intuition is noticing it. And that when you do notice that it's happening, then it strengthens it and you can do it more often. And then you notice how often it is happening on its own, Ooh, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, and, and you can work with it more consciously, I think, at that point, you know, and, and call on it yeah, when you, you know, need it. Well, I, all right. So I know that you work with a lot of celebrities, certainly government leaders, business owners. Would you say there's patterns that you've seen as blocks that each of them had or were there opportunities for growth um, that are different, right? Like, what do you see in that type of level that have uh, those type of blocks that might, you know, emerge? Uh, so many different ones. I mean, some with a number of the celebrities I've worked with, for instance, um, there's just this huge energy that needs to get out and a lot of frustration about it or uh, shame about it or different things that have to be overcome so that the full creativity can go forth. And um, and I, I've seen, you know, a lot of them that are, are um you know, take drugs or whatever, because they have to try to regulate their own energy. Wow. You know, that's like, that's their way of thinking until they learn more about themselves. Mm. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are just shy um, and, and can't feel themselves very well. And they need a sense of presence so that they start to understand how 
talented or wise or um, loving. They mm. actually are, you know, and then to enjoy those things about themselves, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I say very often that I think self-entertainment is a very high state, you know, that, that if you're all complaining and negative, you know, like you're just dragging your whole reality down. But if you entertain yourself in life, and especially by noticing things, you know, one part of intuition that's so important, I think, is beauty. It's the idea of being, you know, you don't have to be productive all the time. You need to commune <laughs> with the environment around you because it is yeah. you. When you really are in an inner state and you start to expand out, you, you include the tree and the birds and the bugs and the water and everything. And the same energy is running through the whole thing. Mm. And then you realize that's the, the energy of the self. And you are connected to everything. It's so important to have those um, communion experiences, mm. conscious communion, so that it's like it greases the wheels of the creative process and just of the mutual support process that we, I think we are supposed to be doing with each other. Yeah. I mean, I think the way that the world has been shifting so much, we've learned so much about ourselves and each other. And I think that well, at least what I've been feeling like during this time of COVID, certainly it was like so many either took the time to ground or they were so in their head and out of their body that now that things are shifting into the new norm and there's activity it's either chickens with their heads cut off or those that are like literally sitting so completely grounded because they got it you know and it's like how do we re like regain that balance to bring people forward and i think that's really part of our our mission that we're working on right now it's like how do we ground them in yeah, yeah. You know, COVID was really important, I think, as part of a global process mm. to help people pause and stop the cell phone addiction yeah. and, you know, like everything that they're just heat up and time speeding by when you're like that. So when I got COVID recently, um, it's like time slowed down so much oh, and it expanded out and it was so spacious. And I was like amazed. Yeah at the whole difference in my, uh, I don't know, aura or energy or something. Yeah. Uh, and it was quite a gift. Uh, interestingly, you know, not something to be so scared of. But anyway, I think that this period has been for a lot of people to interrupt their previous habits, take a breath and see what's next. And a lot of people I have been talking to all feel like they've been waiting mm. and that that something was coming that was a big expansion of their bubble. You mm. know, like I, I think of my life as a sphere and I'm at the center of it and it, it expands and contracts. Mm. If I focus on writing, it comes down, you know, and I'm right here. But if I open up and meditate or whatever, then I have a yeah. huge ball and everything's inside it with me at different frequencies. You know, so I had this sense that my ball was going to jump up. You know, what if it expanded 50%? What if you were 50% more of yourself and had more luck or more resources or more money or more, whatever you needed? You know, what if that became true? So I have been 
sensing that, but couldn't see the form, just the feeling. And I think that's often what happens in a creative process, right? Yeah. What we were talking about before. You yeah. sense the, the, the feeling or the, be, the state of being of something. And then if you can stay in that feeling state, your body starts to recognize it. And then once your body recognizes it, it thinks it's real. It's normal. And yeah. then the, the reality starts patterning itself around you according to that state. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not so hard <laughs> to materialize things. It's such a big lesson, too, if you think about it. Like, you know, we always, Wayne Dyer always said, thoughts become things. You know, what, what you right. think about is what your, becomes your reality. And it's, if you really just, I remember hearing that going, well, what do I have to lose? Like, what do I really have to lose? <laughs> you know, because this is like, you know, back in the day when I was starting to get into personal development, I'm like, well, if my thoughts are things and I do think about these things, what if that happens? But what if I just think about the good stuff? And then what if that happens too? And when I became so conscious and mindful of just what I was allowing into my consciousness or my mindset, you really protect your mind. You protect your brain, mm. what you're thinking, you know, the monkey mind <laughs> yeah. is like, uh, uh, uh stay down because right. it, what we think about does become our reality. And it, yeah. you know, it's proven it's a, it's a law. It's a scientific law. It is. <laughs> it is. That's why I talk a lot about um, your home frequency. Yes. And, mm. and that that is the state really of the soul in the body that yeah. if the real you here, which, you know, I am the soul. I don't have a soul. It's not out there somewhere. You know, I, I'm it now, you know, and I'm making a body, a life and so forth. But only part of me can get through because of my old fears. It's like a, a sieve over top of you, you know, and you can only get through the holes, you know. So <laughs> we're trying to clear the fear away so that more of the, who I am as a soul can come through my personality and my life. I think mm. that's the the whole purpose of the spiritual path. Yeah. You know, yes. And, you know, so I don't know. It's just, you know, that, that transparency is so important and, you know, intuition is the doorway into all that stuff. I think it's not only great for knowing things and creating things, but it is the, um, the way that you understand that you are the soul, that the mm. spiritual realm, all that stuff out there that's in the higher frequencies is right here, actually inside matter. We're living in the spiritual realm now, mm. but you know, we can be very high frequency beings in a kind of a lower frequency reality. And we can have, we can start to change the way matter functions around us by maintaining stability of our home frequency. Mm. And of course, we're going to get around a lot of other people who are depressed or angry and violent or whatever. And we'll hear about it because it's in the field. Yeah. But what you look at and pay attention to is the choice you're making about the vibration you're choosing. You know, and that's what you were saying yep. is that you want to you, you don't have to protect yourself so much as as be very conscious about what you're choosing. Mm -hmm. Because everything exists. I mean, all the negativity and awful things are in the field. But if you don't look at them and pay attention to them, they don't get activated. Mm, yeah, it's attention is the power. What you put attention on is what comes into form and what you take attention out of 
then that dissolves back into the energy realm. So boredom is sometimes a very good state because it helps you take attention out of old things that you don't need anymore. You know, that's a big lesson. So, yeah, it's huge and it's not difficult to learn, but then you have to watch your yourself and say, Oh, look at what I just got um, obsessed with. (laughs) You know, Oh God. And that took me down the rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. And then you can't, you say, okay, I did it. Okay. Now I'm going back to center. That's the difference, right? If we're aware. Yeah. Then we're like, okay, then I can change it. I think that's right. the difference in those that are unconscious right now that are still not quite aware. And they're like, why, 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 why? And all of a sudden they're in this right. deep hole. Right. You beat yourself up. You yeah. criticize yourself. You yeah. have that internal critic. And, yeah. you know, that's just your left brain trying to keep you from changing. Yeah, right. Out Fighting of what it. it knows, you know. <laughs> That's all I think about it now is left brain is the one who's got this pattern memorized yep. and it doesn't like change. Yeah. And, and often, you know, we think we are our left brain and then that's when we become egotistical exactly. or narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, we're such simple beings yet we make things so complicated because we just don't be, we want to figure it out and make all these things right. And, right. And I think that's the beauty of what, why I'm so passionate, certainly about the work that we're all doing together and how we're helping other women see through our stories and through, you know, what we've gone through to really tap in and go, oh, okay, I get that. I can change or I can see that in me. Right. And that's really exciting for me about the women that are coming together. Um, Before I have you go, because I just, I want to, obviously keep talking to you all all night long. It's your day. It's my night. Um, What would you say would be probably one of the best lessons that you've ever gotten um, that have really helped, yeah, pave your path? I think that things that happen that are, that we would categorize as negative are not negative at all. I've really come to see whether something's contracted or Mm. expansive it's still evolutionary. Yeah. And if you can just be with the experience, any experience, just if it comes up in your reality, it must be there for a reason. Like I had, I let this come into my reality. And then there's something incomplete in me or something I need to understand a little bit better. So stay with it and work with it, but don't label it and make it, you know, bad. Don't make it wrong. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then things just, you get the, oh, it's that, you know, okay, fine. And then it's not a big deal and it kind of dissolves and you don't get it again. If you really get it, understand it, it doesn't come back. If you don't quite understand it, it'll come back in a slightly different form. You know, and so yeah. I, you know, trust is the big word. <laughs> yeah. You got to trust the flow, mm. you know, of how things occur. And the sequencing of those things. And give it time, you know, give it the space. Because we're so used to like figuring out why, 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 why. It's like, no, just give it the space and just give it the, that time. The irony time. on that, you know, is that when you do soft, get quiet and kind of slow mm. down and give it space, things happen faster. Right. There's not as much wasted, bleh, you know, yeah. uh, kind of static. Yep. And then you get this elegance of the way things occur, just, just what you need, just what you need, then the next thing, then the next thing. And it's just like magic. 
Okay, so that was probably the best thing I've heard all day. And I've done like six shows today. <laughs> Take some space, calm down, and it happens even faster. And that's the elegance of watching it flow. And like that's that really is such a lesson. You know, we think the faster we go or more I'm thinking, the more I'm doing, it's going to happen more. It's like, actually, no, just take the space, take some time and it allow it to eloquently flow through. Yes. I am so honored to and humbled to, you know, be next to you and to walk with you and to have you part of this next series in this wild uh, Women Gone Wild book. Um, I really, truly appreciate you and all that you are and what you stand for. And, and um, yeah, I can't wait to see you sooner than later. <laughs> Not in Bali, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. across the world. <laughs> it is a, a really going to be a very wonderful adventure yeah. with all these people coming together equally to yeah. create a kind of a group mind. Mm. And I think women are not that they're more intuitive than men, but they're good teachers of intuition because mm. they live in it. Yeah. So much more in a conscious way, mm. you know, men can be conscious about it very easily, but I think women can't get out of it almost, yeah. you know, it's, it's totally it's, true. So, mm. yeah. Well, thank you for, again, have an amazing rest of your day in Florida as it's chilling out. And while we're heating up here on Bali and um, <laughs> I'll see you so soon. And your cat is just in, in bliss. <laughs> Oh, she's the sweetest. She's a magic cat. Look at her. She's like, can you, <laughs> I, I love it. Oh, just the peace. Oh, that's the greatest. All right, there you go. Well, everyone, I All hope right. you enjoyed tonight's show. Uh, talking Thank about you, magic intuition. Thank you so much, Penny. And um, guys, please make sure you leave a comment and follow Penny and find all of the amazing uh, things that she's doing. She is the queen of intuition. So make sure that you're following and we'll have everything about Penny down below. And um, I just want to leave you with this. Be unstoppable and stay wild. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs> Bye.